Hello and welcome back to another episode of Ever Evolving with Your Holistic Healer. My name is Catherine and today I am going to be sharing the third part in my Sensitive Soul Survival Guide, which is all about the inner child. And I've actually been contemplating on this idea of having a survival guide and even calling this little series a survival guide because the more that I talk about and cover these topics and the more that I think about the information that I'm sharing in this guide it makes me realize it's actually not a survival guide it's actually more of a guide to thriving as a sensitive soul so I'm probably going to go back and change the title but (laughs) this is this, this is just what you're going to get today, is about how to thrive as a sensitive person. And connecting with your inner child is something that is really important when it comes to surviving and thriving as a sensitive soul. Now, the word or this phrase inner child gets thrown around a lot when it comes to self-improvement and self-exploration and self-development. And the inner child is important and relevant for everyone, but it it is even more so for highly sensitive people because we can be more impacted by experiences in our life than others, especially in childhood. And that's because when we are born, our emotional brain uh, develops first. So our logical brain doesn't actually start to kick in and develop until we're around like 10, 11 years old and and on. So everything that we experience as a child will be stored in this emotional part of the brain that then becomes our subconscious mind. So I shared a story um, in one of the other uh, episodes about when I was younger and I stood up in front of the whole school and slipped up on a word uh, when I was reciting a speech or saying a poem or to be honest I don't even remember what it was that I was saying but all I remember is that I I stuffed it up in some way and everyone laughed at me and because of that every time after that experience that I would have to speak in public or even stand up in front of people I would just have I would have a panic attack I would be absolutely consumed with nerves, with fear, with anxiety. Like I absolutely hated it. And it's because of that experience that happened to me as a child. So if that hadn't happened to me, then maybe I would have been fine to to speak in front of people or stand up in front of people or, you know, do my thing. But But I just wasn't. So the whole purpose of connecting with the inner child is to reflect and look at those experiences and help to release the pain from the past that occurred when we were younger. And not only is the inner child really valuable when it comes to moving through pain from the past so that you can free yourself as an adult now, but it also helps you to regulate your emotions and to learn how to care for yourself and love yourself as an adult now. Because when you take that moment to imagine your inner child and visualize your younger self and then give yourself 
the love that you wish that you had received as a child, then that actually begins to rewire your brain and change the way that you live your life. Because our brains and our subconscious minds don't know the difference between our reality and what is imagined. So when you are able to visualize your younger self, to be there for them, to help them move through pain, to teach them how to feel and be accepted, then you turn that experience into a reality. And it is one of the most magical, powerful things ever. This experience of nurturing your inner child is something that has been phrased as reparenting because as children, we look to our caretakers and our parents as our only form of survival because like we're little, we can't look after ourselves. We don't actually know how to. So, and for example, a lot of my clients used to really struggle with actually expressing themselves and crying and letting out how they feel. And part of that reason is because as children, they might have seen their parents suffering and struggling and they, being the, the sensitive empaths and sensitive souls that they are, they subconsciously didn't want to add anything, any more stress onto their parents' plate. So instead of expressing their emotions and feeling sad or throwing a tantrum or being angry, they instead suppressed how they were feeling and they locked it in because if they were perfect, if they didn't act out, if they didn't, you know, cry or be sad, then that means that they don't, they wouldn't have to stress out their parents. But even though that's such a really beautiful self-sacrificing thing that has, that can end up impacting you in your adult life where you have this learnt experience and this learnt behaviour that you need to stay small or you, you need to stay quiet or you need to be perfect or you need to be a good little girl or boy so that, that you don't um, upset anyone or so that nothing goes wrong, then you can end up really suppressing your whole being and your whole essence and your whole self as an adult. So when you go in and actually nurture that inner child and tell them, you know, hey, it's okay. You don't have to squash all those feelings in anymore. You don't have to be perfect. It's safe for you to be you. It's safe for you to even to feel anger. And anger is another emotion that comes up a lot uh, in my sessions with my clients because they really struggle to, to express it. And I really struggled to express anger as well because whenever I would see someone get angry, I would see my my mum kind of shut down a little bit. So then I then believed that anger wasn't safe or anger wasn't a desired emotion. And again, as children, because our parents are our sole source of survival, if we see a parent uh, rejecting an emotion, we then reject that emotion within ourselves as well. So it's it's honestly so fascinating the way that we process life when we are little, especially as a highly sensitive person. So how do you start to nurture your inner child, to help your inner child to see that it actually is safe for them to be themselves, to give yourself the love and the support that you were maybe crying out for as a child, but you didn't get. 
Now, one of the first things that you can do is actually to have fun. And that's probably not what you're expecting me to say. We've gone from these like quite heavy, um, emotionally fueled topics to, to me being like, oh, just go have some fun. Um, but the reason why fun and play is so important when it comes to freeing your inner child and being yourself is because when you are a highly sensitive child who doesn't want to, you know, rock the boat when they were little, doesn't want to upset anyone, doesn't want to, doesn't want to, you know, like be naughty. They want to be perfect or they've, um, or maybe you, you grew up in a situation where your life as a child was so emotionally fueled because you saw maybe your parents arguing, um, or maybe there was, there was some trauma that you experienced. Then from that, you end up shutting down that 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 childhood um what's the word that like joyful childhood part of yourself where you're just like that innocence where you just can have fun and just be without worry so the first step in freeing your inner child is to reclaim them to jump on the swings, go down the slide, go to the playground, go to like the little seesaw, like go for like a little skip, like skip down the street or like if that's a little bit like, whoa, like too out there for you. You can also just like dance and like like skip around your house or your apartment. Um, just do something that really embodies that childlike spirit, that childlike part of yourself that maybe got shut down in the past. Or you can do some coloring in. You can play some songs that you really loved to listen to as a child. And when I say as a child, it doesn't, you don't, it doesn't need to be, you know, like when you were like five or six, it can even be when you were 10. Or if reclaiming your inner child is something that like, like a lot of us have actually repressed events from the past to the point that we can't remember things past a certain age. So you can always start off by first reclaiming your inner teen. So I grew up, Lord, when did I grow up? I don't know why I have to think about it, but anyway, I was born in 1989. So I lived through like the era of the internet first coming into being. Um, so I actually used to listen to my parents' records a lot, like, yeah, like real, real old school. Um, but I had a real, like, real, like, teenage angst period where I would listen to a lot of, like, Avril Lavigne, um, a lot of slightly heavy metal music. So uh, a lot of very emo music. So I, um, when it came to me reclaiming my inner teen, I would play and listen to a lot of that music and it would bring back just so many emotions. And as I listened to that music, I would just visualize my teenage self and just hug her and say, you know what, I know you're hurting right now, but it's all going to be okay. And I'm here for you. And I just started off as simple as that. Another thing you can do is to look at a picture of yourself as a child and uh, even put it as the screensaver on your phone or you can just keep it somewhere. 
um, for you to just reflect on and look at and just just love on that little that little version of you and again on this play aspect you can go and eat some food that you love to eat as a child like anything that can bring back that nostalgia and those memories of being little so that you can activate that little part of yourself to then show them love and what I mean when I say show them love is to even just imagine just like holding their hand and just walking with your inner child. So if if play or if any of those things um, don't feel comfortable for you or if you've, you've, you start off doing play and having fun and then you want to move into something else, then yeah, just imagine that younger part of you. Imagine sitting with them and just talking to them and just say to your younger self, what can I do for you? How can I help you? What do you need from me? And just give your younger self a moment to respond. And maybe there's nothing that they even need to say. Maybe they just want a hug from you. But the power in play is through, it's, it's, it's about opening up this dialogue with your younger self, allowing yourself to sit and listen in and see how you can help yourself, see how you can guide yourself and be everything that you needed or that your younger self needed. Something else you can do is to write a letter to your younger self. Uh, tell them how proud you are of them tell them that you know maybe they were going through something that was really tough maybe give them some inspiration and some words of wisdom tell them that things do get better in the end and just give them again that support that you were looking for as a child and moving on from those kind of first steps of connecting with your inner child I actually connect with my inner child almost every single day and I connect with my inner child to help myself to move through triggers because a lot of the times when we don't actually process events from the past we just end up living our lives as these like grown-up little kids where we just get mad over things and we just have no idea why so like I was ref like referring to earlier, when it comes to being younger and seeing your parents respond to certain emotions, maybe being told that, you know, big girls don't cry or boys don't cry. So then you shut down that part of yourself. If you continually do that over time, then you end up kind of being this big ball of emotion that's ready to burst. And you can end up just exploding and getting triggered over and over and over again by the tiniest things and you don't even know why. You might be reflecting on things and being like, oh my gosh, why did I get so mad over, over someone like not replying to me? Like something that I used to get really triggered over, which is funny now that I think about it, is that when I first got together with my partner, he always used to drink uh, my water bottle and I have this reusable water bottle that I just carry with me everywhere and he would always drink my water and it would 
trigger me and I had no idea why. And it came down to the fact that I really struggled to share. And it's because when I was younger, um, I was, so I'm three years older than my younger brother. And when he was born, he was quite, he was, he was really sick uh, to the point that he almost actually died. And then when he was born, um, I had to share the attention with him. And because he was quite sick, he got a lot of attention, which as an adult now, when I look back, like, of course, of course, he's going to get a lot of attention. The poor kid almost like he, he, he went through a lot, but as a little girl who was used to getting everything, I absolutely spat it. And then for years, I would really struggle to share. I would be very possessive over like, this is mine. This is my thing. Like even towels, when I lived with a housemate, I'd be like, this is my towel. You don't use my towel. I was really quite possessive. And it was because of that experience. So this, this thing with me with the water bottle could have looked like I was just being a selfish little bitch. When in reality, a part of my childhood was being triggered. So what I did from there is I visualized my younger self and I said to her, you know, hey, I know you're feeling really left out right now. I know you're confused and you're scared and you don't know what is happening because on top of having to share, then my family and myself was also going through a really traumatic experience of my brother being sick. So I also said to myself, I know it's scary. I know there's a lot going on that you don't understand, but it's okay because I'm here for you and I will never leave your sight. And I practice saying that to myself and any other version of that. I just intuitively spoke to myself, kind of saying to myself what I thought I would have wanted to have heard at the time. And as I continued to do that, then I didn't get as triggered. And I actually spoke to my partner and I explained to him like, I'm, I'm really sorry. I'm reacting like this, um, but this is where it's coming from. And then he understood as well. And then now we have no issue about the water bottles. But if I didn't have that awareness of my inner child, then that could have actually really impacted my relationship. If I didn't want to share anything, if I didn't want to compromise, that would have definitely impacted my relationship in the long run. So your inner child is is speaking out. Your inner child is trying to get your attention for a reason because it just wants to be loved and seen and heard. So when you start to practice these few things, then again, you get to free your inner child and then free yourself from being triggered, from getting overwhelmed, from feeling confused and unsure. So If your inner child is something that you would like to explore on a deeper level so that you can see an improvement in your day-to-day life so that you can free your inner child so that you can just feel better about yourself and have improved health and emotions and relationships, then please reach out to me because inner child is my jam. This is something that... I love to do. This is something I love to help my clients with. And I pretty much 
cover the inner child or we connect with the inner child in almost every single session that I do because again it is so important as highly sensitive people as empaths for us to see and hear and love our inner child so that we can enjoy a more fulfilling calmer more regulated life so please reach out. I offer one-on-one sessions or I do offer long-term mentorships where I can not only help you to heal and move through things from the past, but I can teach you how to connect with yourself moving forwards. I can teach you how to regulate your emotions, how to listen to yourself, how to trust yourself and harness your intuition so that you can just be a more happier you. So if you have any questions or if you want to chat at all or if there's something that really that you really resonated with in this episode that's really jumping out at you, please message me. I've loved receiving your messages so far. Like I seriously, I get a little like, woo, like a little, like a little woman fuzzy every time I get a message from someone uh, saying that they've listened to the podcast and that they loved it because yeah, it's it just means the world to me. And I also love seeing how many of you from all around the world have been listening as well. It's um yeah, it's just it's just the best being able to sit here and chat to you and share this information with you that I know will change your life. So in the next episode, I will be talking about grounding your energy and how to bring your energy back from others so that you can feel more in your power and more certain in who you are. So keep a lookout for that one. But until then, I hope you enjoy your morning, afternoon, evening, night, wherever you are in the world.